Uh, Mark, we were just talking in the last segment about the Chargers uniforms and how fresh those look. You got the baby blue, you got the white uh, with the baby blue accents, the yellow. Uh, Braves and Red Sox are playing right now. I'm watching them on the team, on the team, on the TV, rather, in front of me. And the Red Sox are wearing yellow uniforms. I know they've done this a couple times throughout the season, but what is this? Why These are new this season? How come I've never noticed these before? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I think uniforms get a little out of hand. The Red Sox are wearing yellow. The Browns want to wear white. The Bengals look like zebras. Like, I, it's hard to keep track of all these uniform changes. They, the teams lose their identity when you get this crazy, I feel like. I'm all right with switching it up. I like an alternate. A throwback's nice. But, you know, yellow Red Sox, a little too crazy for me. Yeah, um, I when I flipped on the TV, I thought I was watching the Savannah Bananas because th that's the team that I, you know, that resonates with the all bright yellow uniforms, right? So I'm like, how are they playing the um, the Braves on ESPN right now? Like, this is, I'm all messed up because of it. You want to be able to, like, flip through the game and be able to take a glance nope. and know who's playing. You know what I mean? You don't have to do yes. research, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Spencer Strider on the mound. Not quite sure how many Ks he has as of right now. We'll look that up. But that is one of my bets for tonight that we're sweating out is Spencer Strider over, although he's just starting the bottom of the first, so he doesn't even have one yet. Uh, eight, over eight and a half strikeouts for Strider and the Braves tonight. Um, but Mark, the Jets, New York Jets, they also have new uniform. They have white uniforms this season that they're going to be showcasing, and Aaron Rodgers is going to be in one of those. He also just took a pay cut, restructured his deal with the Jets, agreed to a new two-year, $75 million guaranteed contract through 2024, which is nearly a $35 million pay cut. If you told me at the beginning of this season or even the, you know, the offseason uh, when there was talk about Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets that he would be willing to take a $35 million pay cut, I would have told you you were crazy. Yeah, uh, you know, pretty interesting, you know, and I think the Jets are a team that, you know, a lot of people are going to have a lot of eyes on this year. I, I don't know. I mean, I think Rodgers looks weird in this uniform. I'm not going to lie. Like, I saw the pictures, <laughs> and I'm like, this just doesn't look right, right? Like, it, this didn't, you know, to me, you're so used to seeing them, you know, in Green Bay in that green and yellow. Seeing them in the Jets uniform is going to take, you know, a little while to get used to, but listen, he's – He's with a new franchise. I guess he's trying to kind of make sure that everybody's aligned on him, you know, following Tom Brady and moving to a new team and winning a Super Bowl, trying to, you know, use that roadmap. And I think, he, you know, he's playing nice for now. We'll see how long it lasts. Yeah, he had approximately $100 million remaining on that previous deal with New York. And I say previous, I mean, it's brand new as of just a couple months ago. But also said in his press conference today after camp that, you know, the team gave up significant pieces for this to just be a one-year deal for him and that anything could happen with his body, the success the team has this year. He's having a blast. It, I mean, it kind of does, as a Bears fan, someone who lives in Chicago, like, I, I'm, I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I can't like Aaron Rodgers. But he does look like he's having fun and smiling more and, like, is rejuvenated. I mean, Tyler put in the chat, he looks skinny. He does. He looks like he's, like, a brand-new, like, reborn person in terms of his aura around him. I mean, maybe that's part of the darkness. Maybe I need to try going into the dark for a little while, and I might come out a different person. Uh, although, I, I, I'm pretty happy with where I'm at that maybe I will avoid the dark for a little while. But it seems like we are seeing an entirely different Aaron Rodgers than we saw when the season ended last year with the Packers. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, football's real fun in a mesh jersey, you know, but it's, you know, when he starts going <laughs> through that schedule with that Jets offensive line, you know, we're going to see how much fun he's having because it's going to be a big difference from what he experienced in Green Bay. You know, the Jets not really great at protecting the quarterback, but, you know, as far as like the looking skinny, that, that always kind of, you know, makes me look a little deeper. I always feel like that's a bad omen. Like, remember Roethlisberger towards the end of his year uh, career was like, hey, I'm coming in, I'm change my diet i'm in the best shape of my life that's always like you never want to hear that a veteran player is in the best shape of your life because you know a down year is coming if you hear that so um i'll be interested to see how it plays out they need to protect him they need him to hold up he's a guy who's been very durable you know during his time in green bay but they he wasn't taking the hits that i think he might take this year in a very tough division (laughs) i mean mark this is pretty morbid but like my the dogs that I've had throughout my life, you know, when they were on the tail end, they always got skinnier and a little bit more frail. Yep. And you kind of thought, okay, maybe <laughs> their time's coming. Not saying Aaron Rodgers is going to die, but maybe his time in the NFL. Older, it's just not the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So Aaron Rodgers to win MVP this year, sixteen to one, four-time MVP. I'm not putting any money on Aaron Rodgers winning MVP. You just talked about the Jets' offensive line not being, you know, half as much as the Packers was last year. Like, the Packers' offensive line, they knew they had to protect Aaron Rodgers. This Jets' offensive line protecting um, Zach Wilson last year, not going to be the same as, you know, Aaron Rodgers this year. So I think Rodgers is going to find himself on his back a little bit more than he has, at least to start this season until they get into the swing of things maybe. But I'm not putting any money on Rodgers to win his fifth MVP this season. No, and I think as much as it's a story that the media would love to run with, I I just think it's like, you know, when you look at the team and, you know, you're forecasting your outlook for the year, you know, you got to take a game, game and a half off for hard knocks alone, right? You know, like (laughs) going through that situation is never fun. They didn't want to do it. They got forced into it. Um, So, you know, maybe you do the hard knocks handicap. But, you know, when you look at the Jets, this is a lot of new pieces. This is Aaron Rodgers going in to a whole new situation. They start the season with the Bills and then at Dallas, right? Very two tough games. Then they get New England. You look at the schedule. They get the Chiefs after that. They go to Denver. I don't love Denver, but traveling to Denver can be tough. Then they get Philadelphia. So, you're, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a guy last year. We saw how long it took him to adjust to life without Devontae Adams. You know, halfway through the season, he finally started to trust some receivers, you know, Christian Watson, and it made a huge amount of difference. But what? how is he going to adjust now to playing on a whole new team and a whole new offensive system? I know Hackett's there to kind of ease the transition, but I think with that schedule, things could get ugly early. And when they do, this is not the Green Bay media. Like, this is New York. This is the Big Apple. So it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable, I think, for Aaron Rodgers. And I've looked at this schedule so many times and we you, everyone talks about the first six weeks because then they have the bye in week seven. So those first six weeks mm-hmm. are brutal. Coming out of the bye, I, don't, I mean, those next two weeks, not exactly gimmies. I mean, you're at the Giants. Yes, you're still in New York, so the travel is not the same and you're coming out of the bye. So you would think that that's a winnable game. But, I mean, the Giants aren't the Raiders. They're not the uh, Falcons or the Texans that you had on in the season. And then you play the Chargers. So for, through the first nine weeks of the season, I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if they only won three games. Is that too crazy to think? 
Yeah, and listen, there there's some nuance in there, like with the Eagles. Um, you know, that game, obviously a tough game on the schedule, but the Eagles do travel to LA to play the Rams the week before, so they're coming all the way across country. So, you know, it might not be as bad as it looks on paper. There might be some spots where they can steal a game. Um, but again, it's to me it's just going to be, you know, how I don't expect this offense to be you know, off and running from the from the jump. It's going to take some time to gel. And if if the offensive line isn't protecting Rodgers, if they're losing games, if the media is all over them, you can kind of get like a, a downward spiral. How does Robert Salah, you know, at that point, you know, manage the locker room, right? When it gets really, you know, if it gets really uncomfortable. So, but they're a team I think that'll gel. They'll probably be a better second half team than the first half team. So I think mm-hmm. if you're looking at them in the futures market, you want to take a shot with them, you know, just, just hold off. Let them get a couple games under yeah. their belt. Probably this, you know, plus 250 to win the division is going to get the 300, you know, possibly more, depending on how the beginning of the season starts. And then, you know, play them at that point. But I don't think there's any real advantage just kind of playing them from the jump or playing Aaron Rodgers at 16-1 to 1 now because I just feel like they're set up to start slow this year. I think so, too. So their win total at 9.5, they're another team that I think I would have to look towards the under on just because of how difficult the start of that season is going to be. It does get easier throughout, and, you know, by the end you have – the Falcons, well, I mean, this is bookended by two games against Miami. You go Miami, Atlanta, Houston, Miami, uh, divisional games there. Miami's not going to be an easy out for any team this year. I think I would prefer to put my money on the Dolphins to win the division over the Jets um, and maybe even over the Bills. I think Miami, as long as Tua can stay healthy, this division's going to be tough. Now you're talking my language, Kate. I knew this was going to be a good show. So I I love the Miami. I think this is a team, again, very high ceiling, very low floor. It all depends Mm -hmm. on the health of the quarterback, right? So hopefully he can stay upright through the entire season. But if he does, this offense is going to be rocket fuel, man. You look at, you know, Mike McDaniel and the pieces that he has there with Jalen Waddell, you know, with Tyree Kill. They brought in Braxton Berrios, who runs a 4-3. You know, they brought in Chosen Anderson. Um, who has some speed. They uh, they drafted the kid from Texas A&M, Devon A-Chain, right? He, he, seeing what McDaniel's going to do with him in this offense with all that speed, um, I can't wait to see it. I mean, I think they play the Chargers week one. That game's going to be a ton of fun. But I think they're a team that could win, you know, 12, 13 games um, if Tua stays healthy. Now, if Tua gets hurt early in the season, now we're looking at three, four games. And that's the scenario where the Jets can make some traction at the end of the year, right? If those games against the Dolphins, those divisional games become much easier, then that helps a team like, you know, the Jets in the division. But if I was going to take a shot with a team, listen, I know two is a question mark, but scared money don't make money. I'm all in on the Dolphins. That's right. And the Bills always seem to be, I mean, I guess they're a pretty good regular season team. Most of the time, then once they get to the playoffs, postseason, that's kind of when they disappoint. But I think the Dolphins are going to jump them this year and and be the team that comes out uh, of the AFC East. They just have, I mean, all the names you rattle off, I don't need to say them again. They just have weapons everywhere on the field. And not in just, it's not just their run game. It's not just their receiving core. It's literally everywhere that they can beat you. Yeah, they brought in Vic Fangio to run the defense, right? One of the greatest, you know, defensive minds in football. And, you know, you mentioned the Bills. The Bills are out there, you know, it, they come to training camp and they got to convince everybody they like each other, right? You know, <laughs> Stephon Diggs is doing interviews, you know, talking about how, listen, he was just a little upset that they didn't get there in Minnesota and they're not getting there in Buffalo. 
And whenever you have to convince people that everything's okay, it's probably not okay, right? There's probably a lot of pressure in that locker room to win. Um, and I, I don't know how they're going to handle it. I would much rather have my money behind, you know, a team like Miami who's coming in here, young, fresh, ton of speed, um, that made a ton of improvements, that really is going to be playing this year with nothing to lose. Yeah, it seemed like Sean McDermott kind of tried to diffuse the situation a little and maybe take some of the um, attention away from Diggs. But that, once again, if your head coach is having to step in and kind of take the blame and, and shoulder all that blame, yeah. that's also not necessarily a good thing. Um, or at least, I mean, you know, there's not something good going on in that whole situation. Um, going back to the Jets real quick, Mark. Hall of Fame game. I mean, we get to see NFL football August 3rd. We're just like, what, a week away from a week away tomorrow? Is that right? From yeah, the it's Hall coming. of Fame game. It's coming. Yeah. My gosh, that is coming fast. Uh, they play Cleveland in that game. I think the only time I've ever bet the Hall of Fame game is like taking unders. Isn't that the way to go for yeah. these games? Because no one really plays much. They play a snap or two and no one wants to get hurt. I know that's kind of all preseason, but the Hall of Fame game more so than the other ones is kind of the one to take the under on. Yeah, I think so. And it's funny because like this time of year we get so excited, right? And, you know, we see these guys and they go to training camp and we're all pumped up. And then after a week, we're tired of reading tweets about seven on sevens and you know we're really sitting there holding our breath hoping nobody gets hurt right and then we're like oh yeah. once the preseason starts that'll be fun and then the preseason starts we watch like one series and we're like when is september like when are the games really yeah. gonna start because it's just it's tough to sit through and listen i'm excited as anyone i'll probably throw a little money on the under just to have some fun but i mean listen it's probably going to be in the 30s these games are pretty ugly yeah, you're right. We get so excited, and then the starters play one snap, and we're all just crabby and pissed <laughs> that we're not being able to watch, like, the actual players that we want to watch on the field. How much do you think Rodgers plays in that first uh, Hall of Fame game? I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe a series, if that. Like, I, I don't. I wouldn't put him out there. If, if you're the Jets, imagine if he gets hurt in a preseason game, in the Hall of oh Fame game. Like, after all they gave up to bring him in there, he, you know, he, listen – He's a little light, right? He's a little skinny now, skinny Aaron Rodgers. Are we going to trust him in the preseason? You know, with a lot of, uh, you know, people out there having hit a player on the opposing team all year, right? So, I don't know. I wouldn't touch it, man. I, I would just leave him on the bench. He's played enough preseason in his career. Yeah, that was kind of a stupid question. When was the last time Aaron Rodgers has played a preseason game? I mean, we might have to go back quite a long time to see him. That would be... Again, as a Bears fan, that would kind of be hilarious if Aaron Rodgers played in <laughs> the Hall of Fame game and got hurt. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I would – well, I wouldn't love that. I don't want to wish injury on anyone, even Aaron Rodgers. But uh, just kind of something to chuckle at. We should uh, say that. Brock Purdy, another player who is no longer injured, cleared to play. He's practicing with the 49ers. We're going to touch on that on the other side of the break. Mark Drumheller and Kate Constable here with you on Bet MGM tonight. We'll be right back.